What's up, family? Welcome to Speak. It's going to be an amazing show, an amazing football Monday. If this is your first time watching, glad to have you. That is the incredible Dave Hellman, NFL insider. Incredible. incredible. He was on a flight all night to make it back. He was literally at Lambeau Field watching the Cowboys game in person. Can't That's wait true. for his insight. Hello. That is Joy Taylor, the one and only. And this is Eagle. Wait, wait, wait. wait. New suit, new suit. You fresh. Thanks. My dog, you fresh. Thanks. Thanks. Hey, he really is. New suit, LaShawn McCoy. Well, Cowboys, new team, but same results. Up by 14 points late in the third quarter. It was at Lambeau Field. Aaron Rodgers came storming back. Two touchdown passes overcame that 14-point deficit. Well, then you get into overtime. Mike McCarthy chooses to go for it on fourth and three. Fourth and three, fourth and four. It was a questionable decision. They do not convert. Rodgers goes down the field, and Rodgers scores. Packers win. Packers win. Dave Hellman, you said something on Friday's show. You <laughs> correlated Aaron Rodgers to Michael Myers. Yep. Just when you think you got him dead, he shows you life. So now I got to come back to you. Was this a good Packers win or a bad Cowboys loss? So the thing about horror movies is like Michael Myers keeps coming because the people running from him are stupid. You know, like <laughs> they don't get in the car. They don't run fast enough. They don't go back and make sure that he's dead. That's exactly what the Cowboys did. Uh-oh. They were stupid. It was. All credit to the Packers, but this is a terrible, terrible Cowboys loss, man. Like, however, whichever way you want to slice it, literally, just like a horror movie, the Cowboys had so many opportunities to put this thing away. 7-0 lead. They get a takeaway in the red zone. They got a chance to go up multiple possessions. Dak Prescott throws a pick in the end zone. <laughs> Later on in the game, their offense gets its act together. They go up 28-14 in the fourth quarter. Shouts out to our friends at Fox. A wonderful stat from the game crew. 195 and 0 as an organization, the Dallas Cowboys, when they have a 14 point lead going into the fourth quarter. L. <laughs> How can you slice that any way but as a bad loss? I flew back overnight. I'm exhausted. Uh oh. I don't know if I'm as tired as the Dallas defense giving up 207 yards on the ground. They are allowing 175 rushing yards as a defense over the mm. last four games. Mm. It's bad football. It's a bad loss. It was a great win, Dave Helm. No. It was a great win. Why? Because Dak Prescott got outplayed by Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers played his best game of the season. Matt LaFleur coached his best game of the season. Aaron Jones had his best game of the season. So when I'm looking at the Packers having a whole bunch of bests, I'm not looking at the Cowboys. Yo, this was all about the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers, three touchdowns, no interceptions. He had six incompletions, two of which were drops. So truly he had four incompletions if you want to put it on Aaron Rodgers and three touchdown passes. Aaron Jones, 100 plus, 130 plus yards rushing. Matt LaFleur, he realized, wait a second, the Cowboys gave up a bunch of yards a week before against the Chicago Bears because their edge defenders are terrible. I challenge you at home, go back and rewatch the game. First three plays of the game, the Packers said, wait a second, Cowboys, you have no edge defense. I'm going to come to that the entirety of the game. Matt LaFleur coached his best game. Rodgers played his best game. Watson had his best game. Jones had his best game. That's all about the Packers, big dog. Cowboys made some mistakes. We'll talk about Dak's mistakes later. Shady will do more talk than anybody else, but the Packers did they thing. Joy Taylor. I think it's a good Packers win. Now, I wasn't going as far as Dave on Friday, but I kind of like soft endorse that you sure. should be a little weary of a desperate team, which the Packers are. And not only are they a desperate team going into this game, they do have a first ballot Hall of Fame on the field. So just, just give him his respect. Now, I still expected the Cowboys to win. I still pick them to win, but that makes this a good Packers win because it wasn't like the Cowboys uh, didn't put up numbers. It wasn't like the Cowboys answered what the Packers did. Like th this was a this was a battle, yeah. and the Packers did what they haven't done all season long: mm. score points and answer, run the ball, mm. connect with young receivers. So for all those reasons, while the Cowboys fell short in those spaces that you mentioned, to me, I think you have to give the Packers credit. They lost five in a row going into this game. Yeah, it, it, exactly. They lost five in a row. They hadn't scored more than 22 all in that entire stretch. They scored 31. They scored 28 in regulation. That's more than they'd scored all year, which, like, uh, all credit to Aaron Rodgers. Christian Watson? Like, that's, who's, that's what's going to happen, Cowboys? That's what's going to happen. A guy who had 88 yards on the year goes for 100. And three. But don't you have And that's like, I'm, I'm not trying to dog Christian Watson. It's awesome. It's fair. He had a coming out party that's, that's cool for him, but. Right. You don't want to be the team. You don't want to be the Christian team that lets Christian Watson go off. Come on. But also, I think that's, I still think that that's a credit to 
to the Packers and to him. Like, maybe young receivers need a little time to develop. Maybe they need a little bit more love and to get comfortable with the speed of the game, you know, to get the touch, maybe, maybe all those things. And obviously, as you mentioned, the Cowboys maybe allowed him to do that. But I think you got to give the Packers some credit here. JD, put it all in the Cowboys. good Packers win, bad Cowboys lost. Your smile says a lot. Uh, <laughs> It's always a great um, Monday. Talk your talk. Cowboys talk loss. your talk, buddy. You, you know, just, like, you like everybody's, oh, this and that and the third. Okay, let's just talk about it. It was a bad loss for the Cowboys. Now, first of all, a, a desperate team. Five losses in a row for the Green Bay Packers. They're not a good team. They're not, I don't care about this win. They're not a good team. And the reason why is because about the game was a bad loss for the Cowboys. The reason why is because, first of all, Dak Prescott didn't play well, right? Mm-hmm. Given, he's giving picks away. <laughs> giving them away. Before uh, or Friday, we talked about he was a top Ten quarterback? You said that. I didn't say that. Oh, yeah, he said that. that. You still believe that? I've said it many times. (laughs) Do you still believe that? I'm not going to let one game change my opinion. Oh, yeah, okay. He's still a good player. Fine. All right. Still a good player. When I watch this this Cowboys team, they're not that good against the run. They're terrible. I I look at the stats and I see it, but then when I really watch it, the eyeball test, they couldn't stop a nosebleed in the Mike Tyson fight. They couldn't stop it. The whole game, running, running, running. This is the most conservative Packers offense I've ever seen. In the Aaron Rodgers uh, era and in uh, Brett Favre era. In three quarters, he had like 11 passes. That's crazy. All I'm going to say is this, right? Because I don't want to get to an Eagle segment, but if you think that these Cowboys that you talk about every week is going to beat my Eagles that can't stop the run, right? Aaron Rodgers, they ran the ball. Aaron Rodgers didn't even really beat him. He didn't really beat him. They ran the ball all game and they took a shot deep to Watson, mm-hmm. right? And they, and they converted a couple third downs. That's poor football, man. Eagles gonna blow them boys out. Mm. I'm not gonna try to. Blow them boys I, out. I'm not gonna try to speak. You bet not on the Cowboys just, just right take now. It. Look, sometimes you just gotta take it. Micah Parsons said something really interesting what he said? in the locker what he room. Said? He he talked. He was like, "We got we got a fire on defense, like a fire in the house that we got to put out. Yep. They can't stop the run." Ooh. And he said something even more interesting than that. Ooh. Micah was like, "Until everybody kind of stops doing their own thing." and gets on the same page and plays their gap. Kind of, I mean, in my mind, taking a little bit of a shot at the defense, not anybody in particular, but just saying like, hey, we got too many people freelancing, too many people trying to make big plays, not enough team defense, and it shows. You know, and speaking of Micah. 200 rushing yards in one game. No, Micah, he's a Harrisburg guy. He's my boy. I'm from Harrisburg. I got to do my job. <laughs> I got to do my job. He was talking about staying in their own lanes and, 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 and all that and staying in the gaps. Hmm. They did a bad job because they had him as a stand-up backer. Yep. He can't play that. Not as well as he can rush. He Correct. cannot play that. They need to put him on the end. Because him on the end is way dangerous than him in the, in the box. And he didn't look good in the box. Speaking of dangerous, let's talk about the most dangerous decision Mike McCarthy made all day. Ah. It was fourth and four. Some say fourth and three. But if it was three, it was fourth and a long three. Overtime. Got to have it. I believe it would have been a 54-yard field goal if the Cowboys choose to attempt a field goal. They got the ball first in overtime, yeah. marched down the field. Things were going their way. A couple bad or at least questionable calls, and now it's fourth and four. Mike McCarthy chooses to go for it, keeping Dak Prescott on the field. Dave Hellman, good decision, bad decision. You like the decision, you hate the decision. I, love, I love the decision. I honestly loved it. Hey, look, Context matters here, okay? First quarter – driving the same direction. The Packers are on the same yard line. They give Mason Crosby a chance to kick. He biffs it to a degree that you don't see in the NFL. Like, it hit down (laughs) on the end zone turf, like 10 yards wide of the goalpost. It's 26 degrees by the time that that game got to overtime last night. You're talking about a 54-yard field goal. Brett Maher's had a nice season. But we're not talking about Justin Tucker here, like a guy that you just have absolute faith in. And again, this is Aaron Rodgers. I was sitting in the press box. I was saying to myself, if you give him the ball, he's going to win. If you give him the ball, he's going to win. So I admire the idea of not giving him the ball. I just, the thing I don't like is if they were going to go for it on fourth, they should have run it on third. They passed on third. CeeDee Lamb didn't draw the pass interference call. They should have run the ball. They ran the ball well in their own right. Did, uh, Tony Pollard could have at least gotten two or three, set you up for a fourth and manageable. I didn't like the third down call, but I liked the decision to go for it. I hated it. I, I hated the decision. It. I loved it. But here's why I hated it. Dak, to me, hasn't earned the right to go for it on fourth and four. Monetarily, he has. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I saw Dak Prescott jogging back out there, remaining out there for fourth and four, I was like, oh, you're not going to get this. Like, I don't have enough confidence in Dak Prescott with the game on the line to convert in that moment. Aaron Rodgers, sure. Tom Brady, absolutely. Patrick Mahomes, duh. But Dak Prescott, 
You're going to put the game in his hands when he's made two or at least one bonehead decision in the red zone earlier on in that day. Furthermore, third down, fourth down completion percentage. It hasn't been worse mm. since 2011 than Dak Prescott this year. Mm. Tim Tebow in 2011 is the – Not Timmy. Timmy. Our guy. Our and y'all think this Tebow. guy is so good. Tim Tebow in 2011, the third down and fourth down completion percentage. But notes. disregard the completion percentage. I was just thinking about Dak the course of his career. I was like, no, he has not earned the right – to go for it. Now, Mike McCarthy's throwing his headset down. Joy Taylor, you have your headset on. What do you think about the decision? This was fourth and four, right? Mm-hmm, like four, four yards. Mm-hmm, all of them. Was it fourth Correct. and four inches nope. or four yards? Four yards. Well, I'm not great at math. It's not my thing. But four yards? Yards. That's a long conversion. About 12 feet. But we were talking about this was like all you had to do was fall forward or something. They still would have had to have an amazing play to convert Some. this. There's only one version of this call that can lead to points. That's kicking a field goal. If you don't make the field goal, Aaron Rodgers gets us in the same place anyway. Mm -hmm. If you make the field goal, now Aaron Rodgers has to go down and score a touchdown, which he didn't do. He went down and scored a field goal because that's all he had to do to win the game. But they would have scored a touchdown. We don't know that. They got to, like, the six-yard line. He had that nice little slant to Alan Lazard. All we know is how it played out and how it played out. (laughs) I know what would have happened. (laughs) Sure. I've watched enough of these. And when when they got it back, I'm with you. I was like, well, this game is over. Mm -hmm. However, because they don't need to do anything. Now they just have to get into field goal range. That's all they have to do now. So you relieved not only a lot of of, of pressure and stress on Aaron Rodgers and that team, because now all they have to do is get a field goal because it's overtime. They don't have to go beat you. This was a long conversion. Like, we're not talking about this like this was a simple, easy call to make. Hey, just fall forward and we keep driving. You got to make an amazing play fourth and four in overtime. But that's where my beef lies. They did this earlier in the game. They did this in the first half. The Cowboys got to third and manageable. They ran the ball. They set up uh, like a fourth and inches. And they Dak sneezed. That's That's different. Run a better play on third down. Okay, but but they didn't. They ran a bad play. But that's how you have to make a different decision because you chose to do that on third down. We can't go back and reverse that play. So now you're in a situation, you made a poor choice on third down, make the right choice on fourth down. You can't harken back to that. That's why I keep asking, what are we talking about? This is fourth and four yards. That's a long conversion. In any point in the game, that's a big-time conversion. That's something that you put in the highlights. She has a a point. I need your thoughts. I need your thoughts. To me, last part, to me, this this was why people come from McCarthy. Like, people don't give McCarthy credit for how well the season has gone up until this point. Right. But they are going to come at him for this. And my issue with McCarthy is always situational. Mm. 2-5, take us home. You know what? I got to agree with this guy. I I love the call. Mm. I love it just because of my own personal reasons. Mike McCarthy come back home, right, trying to make a statement, trying to make a win, walk off touchdown. I did the same thing. Philadelphia, they traded me to Buffalo. Come back home. Coach, we going for it. That's the only reason why. But you would have converted I'm not Dak Prescott. I'm converted. You're right. I apologize. Come on. That was disrespectful. We got to keep going because coming up, we will talk more about the Cowboys later. But how about the game of the year? The Vikings and the Bills overtime. It was crazy. What kind of statement did the Vikings make? Are they a top three team in football? We got to talk about it all next. How about them Cowboys? (laughs) The Vikings were down by 17 points late in the third quarter and came storming back cut Buffalo's lead to four. Now, late in the fourth quarter, Josh Allen, you won't believe it, he fumbled coming out of his own goal line. The Vikings picked it up, score a touchdown to go ahead. Now, Josh Allen later ties us up. The game goes into overtime, but in overtime, Josh Allen throws an interception to future Hall of Famer Patrick Peterson to seal the seventh straight win for the Vikings. I got to put respect on a Vikings name. That is what Baltar. I have to Baltar. do. I am late to the party, but ding dong, your boy is here. I've arrived. <laughs> Vikings fans, congratulations, Vikings fans. Well done, Vikings starting linebacker Jordan Hicks. I told you that I was going to give you your credit. Here is your credit and your team's credit. The Vikings are for real. The statement the Vikings made to me is that they are legit. They went to one of the top three hardest places to play in the National Football League, and you beat one of the top three MVP candidates and one of the top three teams at their house. What more do you want them to do? I do not know what else the Minnesota Vikings could have done yesterday besides what they did. They won a game. Wasn't pretty. Not at all. 
Close? Far too close. But they found a way to get it done. If the Vikings have not earned your respect by now, then I don't know when they will have earned your respect. Kirk Cousins, he did not play a great game. I'm not going to sit here and act like he did. But Justin Jefferson atoned for the sins of Kirk Cousins. The Vikings defense made the interceptions that were necessary. Patrick Peterson, future Hall of Famer Patrick Peterson, two game-changing, including Mm. one game-saving pick. So Minnesota Vikings, I've heard you loud and clear. You have my respect. Joy Taylor, did the Vikings make a statement to you? Yeah, I don't know why you feel obligation, but I do not. <laughs> uh, I, I respect Vikings fans, but I, I'm going to have to just keep it real for a second. Okay. Uh, Kirk Cousins, when the sun is in the sky, mm. is basically that dude. But he, he could be scary, yep. right? Okay. He, yes, he could win games. I actually don't want to go that far. He could just he can win games. Big fan of the noon kickoff. When you flip off, uh, flip on those lights, mm. it's a different story. He's 10 and 8 in primetime and 1 and 2 in the playoffs. And until that changes, I'm going to just reserve. My reaction to how good this Vikings team is. Mm. Let's tell the story how it actually went yesterday, right? Uh-huh. Can I keep it real a minute? Keep please, it real. Please. Can I preach? Keep it please do. I have some questions. Um, how many memes were being made with Kirk Cousins and those chains when Josh Allen was stepping under center to close the game out? Mm. They had to delete them. But those <laughs> tweets were being formed. I already saw people firing off their Kirk Cousins takes. I can't yep. believe Kirk Cousins, who tries to go for it on fourth with Kirk Cousins' those little legs. With what, the little legs. We, we watched this game. All, we all watched this game, right? The Bills lost this game. Now, credit to the Vikings for holding on. Credit to Justin Jefferson for having an unbelievable game. But we knew Justin Jefferson was that dude. They got players all up and down this roster. Mm-hmm. They're still quarterbacks by Kirk Cousins, who did everything he possibly could to make sure that the Bills won that game, as he's one to do. So, no, I'm not going to start getting concerned about the Minnesota Vikings because I saw what, they, what happens when they went up against a team in the NFC, mm-hmm. the Philadelphia Eagles, who are undefeated. What happened, Shady? Blew out, beat down. Bully. Oh, it's always abuse. It's always a good. All right, keep going. All right, now, okay. yeah, now, now, now you're keeping it real <laughs> with me. My we always talk about um, what well, sticking with the Eagles. We always talk about their strength of schedule. Mm-hmm. Who have they beat? What impressive win do they mm-hmm. have? All right. right, let's do that. Well, we ha- we have one big loss to the, to the Philadelphia Eagles. Ah, we have that. That's a big one. Uh, Green Bay at the beginning of the year. Maybe I'll give you that. Still Aaron Rodgers. Let's see. They beat Detroit, New Orleans, Chicago, Miami without Tua, mm-hmm. Arizona, Washington. Mm. So, but who's moving the me? What, what's making your heart pitter pat? Yesterday. Okay. Yesterday. Yesterday. yesterday so yesterday you convinced. Mm-hmm. Yesterday convinced mm-hmm. you that the Vikings are a team that you should fear in the playoffs. Yesterday, because regular season is cute, and I love it for you. I love it for y'all. But I'm talking about the playoffs. Yes. Yesterday convinced me, not fear, but yesterday finally said, you know what, Vikings, I'll at least put you in the conversation of people I'm concerned about. Because Joy, you know about the playoffs, and what do we say about the playoffs? Defense got to travel. One. Running game has to travel, too. What did Dalvin Cook do yesterday? 120 rushing yards. What did Patrick Peterson and the defense do yesterday? Turnover in the red zone, turnover in the red zone. If those are the two most important things, at least this is in my mind as a defender in the playoffs, we saw that, and you got to be able to win on the road. And they went out to Buffalo, and they won on the road. I just, if this wasn't enough to get your respect, Joy, the question from a Vikings fan would be, what in God's name is? Do it in the playoffs. Do it in the playoffs. I'm, I will be very, very late to the Vikings bandwagon. I will be the last one there. I'll be more late to the Vikings bandwagon than I will be to the Cowboys bam, bandwagon. I, I will I'll be late. <laughs> <laughs> I will be late. I've seen Kirk Cousins do this before. I've seen the Vikings do this in the regular season before. And you're mentioning all those important things. Is quarterback an important position? Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Does that matter? It at does. All? Absolutely does. Yes, it does. All right, I don't want to be disrespectful to, to Icy Kirk over here. Icy Kirk. All right, but like this is this is fun. They're playing a, a fun brand of football. They're winning games, and they deserve to gloat and have fun. I don't want to rain on the parade. I'm just saying, when it comes to the postseason, when it matters, I want to see it then. Mm. That's fair. That's a fair statement. That, that, that's, that's a great point. Well, did listen. The, yeah. Did they make a statement to you? Yeah, they did. And the statement was nothing to me. Right. <laughs> Only means that Shady McCoy. Is 96 at a time percentage right. <laughs> I, I called it out. They, I, I asked the, the, the Eagles records. Oh, who have they played? They only beat the 7-1 the, the Vikings. Vikings. The Vikings is the real deal. Now, I, I feel what Joy's saying, but I'm going to roll with, with, uh, with uh, diamond up, icy, jeweled up Kirk Cousins. I'm rolling with him like he was in a cash money video back in the day. Listen, he made big passes when they needed to make big passes. The defense came up and got big stops when they needed stops, got turnovers, and they beat the Bills in Buffalo. Mm. I played in Buffalo. It was cold. It was a little snow, a little snowfall. Like, it was a lot going on. 
So my thing is this. Going on the road, beating probably, what, top three team in the NFL? Yeah. That means a lot. So now when they ask these questions about the Vikings, can they beat good teams? Are they a good team? Yes. Playoffs may be different. We, we'll wait to see what happens there. But right now, they're in top five. Dave Hellman. Oh, wait, wait, real quick. I'm oh, sorry. Last thing. I got my birds in there. The problem is, America, listen, just because my Eagles bullied, dominated, smacked them, <laughs> smacked them around, everybody can't do that. So please put some respect <laughs> on the Vikings. It does actually. It puts a nice little dagger in the heart of oh, the man. Eagles having beaten anybody conversation. Gonna, mm-hmm. Can't have it both ways. Come on now. Can't have it both ways. Everybody now. can't do this. I would make certain cuts on the field, and then the backer would try it. And I would say, listen, bro. Play your game. You can't do what I can do. You see what I'm saying? That's it. The city of Philadelphia is probably buying Vikings gear at this point, just riding that bandwagon. All Kurt needs now is some grit and a grill in his mouth. Yeah, that's it. That's all he needs. I hope I hope the Vikings don't lay another primetime egg because I don't want to hear about it from the Eagles fans that think they're the best team in the world if they do. Anyway, (laughs) no, I actually, I mean, I said they think. I said last week that I said, Vikings, if you want respect, beat the Bills. They beat the Bills. Like, I can't move the goalpost. And, on, and Joy makes a really good point. I mean, I, I trust Josh Allen to field that snap 999 times out of 1,000. I do. Me too. But I'm very impressed by the way the Vikings weathered the highs and lows of that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Convert a fourth and 18 with a miracle catch. Get down there. You don't get the sneak. You score the touchdown. You think you've got the game won. Don't forget, they gave up the lead. They, they take the they lead, did, they, they did, give it right. up to go yeah. to overtime. Yep, yep. Most people, you're probably thinking, here come, kind of like Aaron Rodgers with the Cowboys, you're oh. thinking, here come the Bills, they're going to win in overtime. Didn't happen. Not they not. got the game. Uh, Kirk Cousins led them on a, a drive to get points, and then the defense closed the door. So for them to ride that wave in a very emotional game, I thought that was really impressive. And another thing I just thought about, this happened on set. I didn't plan this, but, like, Vikings are kind of ninery, huh? Got a lot of talent all over your roster. Got veteran presence on your defense. You can rush the passer. Got one of the best receivers in the game. Got a solid running game. Got a quarterback that you're not completely sold can get the job done. And the Niners have managed to overcome it over the years, and we give them a lot of respect for that. So what this comes down to, if we had a higher opinion of Kirk Cousins, I think we would all really, really love the Vikings. Of course. There's there's nothing not to love about this team. Other than Kirk Cousins. Yeah. In primetime. And, and I don't think that Kirk Cousins – I have a lot of respect for Kirk Cousins. One, Kirk Cousins knows how to, how to make a lot of money. And he knows how to win early window games. Okay? <laughs> I, I mean, this is facts. It's true. And, and I do yeah. – do, there is a place in the league for that. Like, I don't, I don't think Kirk Cousins is a, is a bum or, or yeah. anything ridiculous. Like, he's, he's a starting quarterback, and he wins a lot of games. I'm just saying when we're talking about these teams being contenders – I, there's no evidence that he's going to be able to do that against a team like the Eagles. But you know what? I'd have to chime in on behalf of a fan here and say, wait a second. There's definitely no evidence that Jalen Hurts is going to be able to do it in the playoffs. We've seen him in the playoffs once. He got bounced. There's really no sure. evidence thus sure. far that uh, uh, that Aaron Rodgers of this year and these Packers are even going to make the playoffs. The Bucs just now figured out how to get right. Dak Prescott's 1-3 or 1-4, Dave Craig. Me if one I'm wrong. 1-3 in the playoffs. We'll be one four, uh, when you think about the the the, the, the Scope of the NFC. If I'm a Vikings fan, I'd be looking at you like, why not us? Who, yeah. the, heck, who the heck can do so it? So they're the legit because nobody else is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Why am I supposed to put any faith in that? No, you don't have. No, you don't I, have to. I'm, I'm a wait and see for almost everybody in the league right now. There, yeah. there really is nobody that can walk in the door and say, "Here's my resume. We've done this before." Really, except for the Kansas City Chiefs, that's it. Right. who that's are it. very happy that yeah. we're talking about Bucks. everybody that's else. It. Yeah. Which I. Yeah, that's a good point. Vikings, I, I give you your respect. They're, they're a better team than I gave them credit for a week ago. But there's more to this. Because now they turn around, and I, I know the Cowboys just lost, but you're playing now. That's a 3:30 national window game against Dallas. You still got the Jets coming up. You still got the Patriots coming up. Like uh, the audition is ongoing. Oh yeah. Like I, now I, that I take back what I said about the playoffs. I will. I will be. I will be concerned about them in the playoffs if they beat Dallas next week because that's a primetime game. Would they play Dallas? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All my money's going to the Vikings. Okay. <laughs> they, they, okay. Is Dak playing? Dak is okay. playing. God, so yes, is, let so Dak is, play. So is Kirk in primetime. Dallas, then they have New England on Thursday night. And the Jets. E- then easy the Jets, though. Detroit, Indy, the Giants, Green Bay, and Chicago. If they can get wins over Dallas, the New York Jets, and the Giants, then I will, I will submit. Respect. Well, coming up, we got to talk about these Dallas Cowboys because the Packers snapped their losing streak against them. It was a five-game losing streak. Shocked the world when the Cowboys took that L. But now we have to figure out who in the world is to blame in Dallas? Some might say Dak. 
That's next. Dr. World. Some might, or I might. Well, Aaron Rodgers rewarded Packers fans when he overcame a 14-point deficit in the fourth quarter. Remember, the Cowboys took that early lead. Dak Prescott, three touchdown passes, two interceptions. But Aaron Rodgers came back in the fourth with two touchdown throws of his own, took the aim in overtime. Mike McCarthy chooses to go for it. He doesn't get it. Rodgers, they go down the field. They do get it, and they win the game. It's a whole lot of blame to go around, people. Uh, and for me, it's real simple. Who I put this game on? Dak Prescott, Dan Quinn. Ah. Period. Dak and Dan. I'm doing. I'm, I'm sticking to the Dak. All right, just Dak. Yeah. All right, ride with Dak. Um, Dak and Dan Quinn. It's very simple. Dak, how many times are you just gonna give the ball away? Like the Hippocratic oath when you talk about doctors. First, do no harm. If there was a Hippocratic oath for football, first, don't turn the ball over. And you just want to have red zone turnover after red zone turnover after red zone turnover. You got away with it against the Bears. You did. Don't think we forgot. Right before halftime when you single-handedly just gave three points away like points aren't hard to come by in the National Football League. You got away with it against the Bears. Bears weren't good enough yet. But against Aaron Rodgers, you're not going to get away with that big dog. Twelve and a half possessions on average in the National Football League. And you want to spot the Packers two possessions? You want to spot the Packers two possessions when on average there's only twelve and a half? Make it make sense, Dak Mm. Prescott. We can't hail you as a great. We can't do that if you're going to do very mediocre things. I get it. CeeDee Lamb should have crossed the defender's face. LaShawn McCoy and I had conversations earlier today with a former Pro Bowl wide receiver. He's like, yeah, CeeDee Lamb could have crossed his face, but Dak Prescott still should not have thrown the ball. So, Dak Prescott, you getting some blame. But Dan Quinn, come on, big dog. Nobody wants to set an edge on defense? Nobody? Not Demarcus Lawrence? Not Armstrong? Not Michael Parsons. Nobody wants to set an edge on defense and make the Packers turn it back inside. Nope, you're not without blame. Dak, you're not without blame. I got a lot more coming. But for now, I want to hear what Joy Taylor has to say. Joy, who do you blame for the Cowboys' loss? That is a Hippocratic oath, which I have to take. <laughs> yes. I, I took a Hippocratic oath as well when they made me a doctor. What yeah. was yours? Always keep it real. Always keep it real. I like Love that. It. You got to blame everyone for the Dallas Cowboys loss. You got to blame Dak. He turned the ball over. Everything he said is true. You cannot give this yes, he did. extra possessions. It's just unnecessary, bad turnovers. It's why the Cooper Rush conversation was entertained for as long as it was. Despite the fact that we all think Dak is more talented and obviously has more experience and the bigger resume and the bigger paycheck, don't turn the ball over. Just do what you need to do to win the game. So I can't defend Dak there. I can't defend this defense that I think very highly of. They've got a problem stopping the run. We talked about this at the trade deadline. They didn't bring anyone in to help with this. This isn't a secret. We knew that this was a a looming issue. Well, now you get a team that can run the ball. There's no need for Aaron Rodgers to be his normal Aaron Rodgers self. Just run the ball. Just win the game. You don't have to prove anything at this point in the season. Just win the game. And I come back to McCarthy. Like, I really like McCarthy. I want McCarthy to get his flowers when he's doing well. But people are so resistant to do that because he does things like this. I know that people are sort of split on whether he should have gone for it, but fourth and four is a lot. Like, this is, this is, this is situational football. This is the difference between good coaching and bad coaching. Mm-hmm. This is the difference between winning and losing games against teams like Green Bay who are really desperate. Like, don't try and prove something. Why are you trying to prove something? You know what would prove more than some gutsy call? Winning the damn game. Talk about it. So there's plenty of there's, there's plenty of blame to go around. Dan Quinn is a good point. There's there's a lot that happened in this game, but I can't isolate it to one one part of the of the game. Maybe this is bad TV, but I completely agree with y'all. When you you said Dak, and I was like, don't do this, dude. But but then you said Dan, and I was like, okay, as long as it goes back yeah. and forth, that's totally fair. Dak Prescott didn't play well. I'm not going to sit here and try to convince you of that. And it, it's weird to me. Like, what, what have I said before? Dak gets in trouble when he tries to press. Like, the, there are these heat check interception where he's like, I can fit it in there. And, like, half the time he's wrong. And half the, half the time is a lot. That's a lot. Half the That's time a is a lot. Yeah. On top of that, like, you know, you get into arguments on Twitter. People are like, it's a timing route. He threw it where the ball was supposed to be. C.D. Lamb wasn't there. That's all well and good. We're halfway through the season. What has C.D. Lamb or Dalton Schultz done to this point to give Dak Prescott absolute confidence that they're going to be there, that this is going to be a good decision? You want to do that with Justin Jefferson? More right power to you. You want to do that with C.D. Lamb? History suggests it's got like a 45 to 50% chance of working out. That's, that's just being honest. Having said all of that, the mistakes in the passing game came early. You know, you, you weathered that storm. You took a 28-14 lead. 
What did we say during the Cooper Rush win streak? You score 22 points, you'll win every game you play. This defense isn't giving up anything. You score 28 points with what we thought this defense was. You should win damn near every single game you play. 200 rushing yards. Can't set an edge to save your life. Save your life. To save your life. Again, I'm not, I'm not trying to dog on Christian Watson. This is a guy that didn't have 100 career receiving yards going into the game. And this is the secondary where it's just like, He's down there somewhere. Throw it up. He'll, he'll score. You should, that shouldn't be happening if this defense is what we thought it was. And, we, I mean, they're holding teams to 19, 10, 17. Like, throughout the first half of the season, we were seeing that. This just wasn't that group. So, I lean more toward the defense, but, but Dak absolutely had a hand in it. Were you lean 2-5? Ah, Who you blame? Them Cowboys. How about them Cowboys, right? <laughs> you, Dave, you said that Dak's a top-10 quarterback, right? I have said that many times, yes. You still feel like that? On the day after a like, loss, I'm not going to hey, switch hey, up hey, the hey, day oh, after hey. a loss. If I said that, that he wasn't, you'd be like, oh, you have no connection. We've had much time for that, big dog. Is he or is he not a top 10 quarterback? I'm not changing my answer. Okay, well, let's blame the top 10 quarterback. It's, it's his fault. It's his fault and a little bit of the run defense. Now they A little bit? Oh, let me finish. They couldn't stop nobody running the ball, right? We've seen that. True. But even all the, the picks that that Dak threw, back-to-back picks, let's not forget that, back-to-back series, stone picks. In the first half. Doesn't matter. It kind of matters. It, it, why does it matter? Because you have, from that point on, no, no, you no, have no. half the game every, to sort every, it out. First of all, but every possession counts. Imagine if they get points right there. You yeah, got, no, got, it, okay. you're not wrong. And, and then a struggling office, a struggling team, now they get great field position because your quarterback that's not top 10 gave him field position with a pick, right? Rudy uh, uh, Ford. Do you, they even know who that guy was before, that, before yesterday. I didn't. Did you? No, we didn't know that. He's all over the ESPN. He's everywhere. He's on Fox. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. TV station. You see, Dak Prescott has to play better. How do you lose a 14-point lead? How do you do that? Big-time quarterbacks don't do that. So my thing is, Dak Prescott gets all the blame, 80% of the blame, 20% of the run defense. 2-5, let's talk about the run defense, big dog. You got a fresh Should out. Should I get here, up? So I need oh, you let me get board. up. Um, Dave, I love you to talk about Dak. You mentioned these edges. I need your help because Dave. you rushed for 11,000, 12,000 yards in Pick. the National Football I'm League. Sorry. No, this run defense. Okay. Talk to me about in the first oh, quarter. Man. Come on, when man. When he's not setting an edge, break as, down what you see as, as a running first, back. First of all, can we take it back real quick? As a running back, right? When you see them guys pull, you'll see nobody out there, and you see a hook. Oh, see my God. Again. Look at all this. Look Demarcus at all this Lawrence supposed to set an edge. When you see that, what's in your mind and as then, a running and back? Then, and then, look, look, look. And then Parsons did all this talking. You got to get over there, son. You got to get over there, though. You got to somebody. Again, I listen, need listen. him to set an edge. You got to set the edge because inside you have all the big dogs. You want to force the running back, the small running back, into all the big dogs. Not give them the edge. Now, that was the first three plays uh, of the game. Made easy. You'll see it later in the game. That's Harrisburg. That's Harrisburg. That's Harrisburg. I love That's him. Harrisburg. I love him. I need Harrisburg to set an edge. Ah. He got seven defenders inside of him. Lady Hook. Now, look, he does get held. Okay. He does get held. You will see offensive linemen wears white gloves when you're playing a team with a white jersey. Ooh. But Harrisburg got to set an edge. Look at this. Come on, this is embarrassing. One more time. Demarcus Lawrence. I need you to set an edge. Yo, yo, yo time up. This is a wide receiver. Correct. Come on, bro. You, you didn't block my wide receiver? Correct. Look at this. It's bad. Two wide receivers. Diggs, <laughs> got to show up. Three wide receivers. Come on, man. That's set. And then two five. Go ahead, Yo, you look good. Right, right now, against that defense, out of shape and everything, about 20 pounds overweight, I can get you at least 50 yards. <laughs> I would like – I need a list of how many times Shady has run for 200 yards and what the record is. We're okay. going to put 20% Two on times. that performance. Yeah. You, I, mean, I mean, it don't have to be 20 yards. That's bad right there. It's so awful. That, that or Dak, what was worse to the Cowboys' success? It was Dak. A top-10 quarterback can't lose the league with 14 points. Can't, can't, you can't do that. Top 10 quarterback doesn't lose the lead if no, his no, defense no, can no, stop no, ma- no matter how bad that is, they gotta, he got to f- find a way to close games out. The same thing we talked about Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, if they close games out, they'll be undefeated. But you, you also made a really good point earlier, which is the Oh, field thanks, position. Joy. Yes, I got you. It's my dog. The field position is important. Every, every turnover is not created equal. Dave's argument is it was in the first half, and that's true, and you were able to overcome that. But if you score points on that on. instead of turning it over and you don't give – Green Bay some life because they don't have to go the entire length. And they didn't have life before the game even started. Right. Let's talk about that too, like man. That, 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 that is important. No, I, I agree. And I think Dak Prescott's biggest issue is, is patience oh. or – Stop it. Sorry. Patience or however you want to however you want to call it like he does it doesn't sit well living to fight another day. You know, mm-hmm. third third down on the 11 yard line. You the defense gifted you with a ball in the red zone. 
it's okay to throw that thing out of the back of the end zone, kick a field goal, and go up 10 to nothing. It's okay to do that, but I don't think he – it doesn't sit well with him. Here to me is a glaring difference in the game. It was a glaring difference in quarterback play. Aaron Rodgers had struggles early on, too. It was Christian Watson who had two pivotal drops that stopped the Packers from getting a touchdown in the first drive. Really stopped the Packers from getting points. They missed a 54-yard field goal. Mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers' receiver let him down not once, but twice. But Aaron Rodgers was able to overcome his disappointing receivers, his receivers letting him down. Dak Prescott not able to overcome his receivers being disappointing, his receivers letting him down, Dave Hellman. The irony is that they did, though, and that's why I can't put it all on Dak because the same type of route that led to a pick in the first half, they got on the same page and CeeDee Lamb scored a touchdown. It was a deep crosser. Remember, he... It was a beautiful ball by Dak. He put it right <laughs> behind two defenders. CeeDee Lamb basically jogged into the end zone. So they did overcome that. They got on the same page about some of the things that were bothering them in the first half. It was not a good game for Dak Prescott. Not at all. Not for a guy that makes the money that he makes, for the expectations that go How with that job. How much does this worry you now about the Cowboys? I, maybe more than anybody on set, am a believer in the Cowboys, oddly enough. Maybe I'm, 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 worried. I'm, I'm worried. I'm worried now. I'm worried. Okay. And I, need you, I need you to talk about it. Dave Hellman, you're the Cowboys person, so you take the lead, please, before we actually have to roll. How does this change your opinion of the Dallas Cowboys? I, I'll take the words right from Micah Parsons. He said it last week. Defensive player of the year candidate, one bad game, he's Harrisburg now. I just want to throw that <laughs> out know, there. He's the deepest player of the year. He's Harrisburg now. We're just we're calling him that instead of Micah Parsons. He said if they can't figure out this run defense thing, he said it. He said it's going to be a long season because that stuff goes on tape. People copy it. The Bears did it. The Packers have now done it. The Lions did it before true. them. The Eagles yeah. did it before them. They're, they're giving up. They're, I mean, they're fourth worst in the league for the season. They're one of the worst in the league over the last month. If they don't clean that up, this is going to happen every single week. So that – I have confidence in Dak to play better games than that. But the, the run defense is very alarming. He didn't say it. He didn't really say it. If they don't get this fixed, December – what was the date? 24th. Don't get blown out. Ran out the gym. That's what if they we, def- don't, we don't run that ball. If they defend the run yeah, like that we, against we Philly, we not the Packers. We, they, we better than Packers. Be we can throw it. We can run it. We're going to bully them boys. If they get bullied by the Packers who don't want to play, lose five in a row, listen – I've been on a team like that. We, we went 4-12. and 12, right? I had a great year right? because I'm a good player, but I really didn't want to be there. We getting, we getting blown out every game. So they didn't want to be. Packers didn't want to be there. They come to Philadelphia with that, it's going to be a blowout. Night, and night. you know it. And he night, night. Want to go night, night? <laughs> Coming up, Tom Brady went all the way to Germany and got himself a win. Mm-hmm. Tampa now won back-to-back games after losing three straight. So are the Bucks back? Teams won a Super Bowl a couple years back. That's next. I'm so happy that they lost that game, man. The Cowboys. I just feel better. Welcome back. Now, the Raiders have had some bad losses, y'all. But yesterday might have been their worst loss of them all. They lost to the Colts. Now, seemingly on paper, not all that bad. Until you realize the Colts had a first-time head coach in Jeff Saturday that's never coached before. Anyway, I digress. Quarterback for the Raiders had some thoughts. Derek Carr, speak up. It's hard. Knowing what some guys are doing like I said just to practice what they're putting in their body just to sleep at night like just so we could be there for each other and I wish everybody in that room felt the same way about this place and as a leader that me off if I'm being honest Josh McDaniel gotta get fired they do. I don't like call- You know what? I don't mind calling for people's jobs because people used to call for mine all the time when I was in the NFL. So I actually I'm not going to say I don't like calling for people's jobs. Fire- McDaniel's got to get fired. I've seen Devontae Adams, who was on pace to be a Hall of Famer prior to leaving Green Bay. He was irate last week. I've seen now Derek Carr, who by all accounts is one of the best men in the National Football League. Dude on the podium in tears. You blew a 17-point lead last week to the Jacksonville Jags with their coach and Doug Peterson, his first year in Jacksonville. You lose yesterday to the Colts, and they are coached by Jeff Saturday. So now we got to listen to all of Colts Nation tell us that the Colts are about to go win the Super Bowl. McDaniels, what are you doing? You got your quarterback crying. You got your star receiver ready to leave town. You got to get fired. I just, I don't like seeing NFL players go through that kind of emotional pain because I know the physical pain they have to go through. That just makes me sick. Joy, I know you have thoughts. Dave, Shay. Well, yeah, that's, that's what he's talking about. He's talking about we don't see the behind the scenes of what guys have to do just to get ready to go out on the field. All we see is, okay, you're here, you're on the field, go play. You don't know what someone's nursing at home. 
mentally, physically, emotionally. And obviously he's talking about physically Mm -hmm. having to take pills to go to sleep, having to get shots in your arm to just be able to go out and play or your rib or whatever. That's exhausting. And to then be losing the way that they're losing, like people can talk all about like he's soft or whatever. Here's a clue, guys. Men crying, it doesn't make you soft. It makes you emotionally intelligent. (laughs) So stop clowning on Derek Carr for caring, by the way, about the fact that he's losing. You want him to get up there and be like, yeah, it's whatever. I make a lot of money. Right. Ridiculous, ridiculous reaction to this man caring about losing games. I want to see that. I don't want you to be up there apathetic to the fact that this is happening if I'm a fan. People are hard on Derek Carr, and maybe he's not as great as we may think he is, but he's had to overcome a lot in that organization. Uh, He has dragged that team through all kinds of ups and downs, all kinds of drama, all kinds of scandal, and he's still standing up there trying. So you got to give him credit for that. And you are light on McDaniels. They've blown three 17-point leads. They were shut out against the Saints, and they just lost to a guy who has never coached a college or professional game in his life. This is, I didn't think it could get worse for the Raiders. It's catastrophic. And good on Derek Carr for showing that he cares. That's bad. I mean, I can feel that pain. I've been there before where, like, you put so much into the game, right, and then talk about taking pills or I took shots, you know, I broke my ribs and playing the next game, and you're doing everything for your brother next to you, and then the results is a loss. It's a loss. It's a loss. So I feel that pain. I think people just look at the game as, oh, it's a win or lose, but no, it's so much into it. Like, you, 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 so much time away from your family. And then sometimes, I'll be honest, man, you be so upset from how you played or things not going right that you you take an attitude home, right? The people that you really love and care for, and they had nothing to do with it. So I feel his pain, man. I I truly know where he's coming from. On top of it, yeah, I mean, like, good for... Good for Derek Carr to, I mean, to show it emotionally takes emotional maturity, but, like, to let people in like that. You know, like, as a reporter who goes into those rooms all the time, most of those guys are just trying to get through it. A, without, like, giving you anything that's going to blow up and be a crazy headline. B, just to, like, get and get out of there and get get a post-game meal. Like, that's typically the number one priority. So, like, to give a real genuine answer like that, I appreciate it as appreciate it as a reporter, and then like as a fan, as somebody who loves the game. Look, the brutal reality is there's a lot of people who don't care that much. Yep. So true. it's it's very I can't refreshing. Stand them type of guys yeah, too. I mean, and, and that's not to throw shade at them, but it it matters when you see somebody who you can tell how much it means to them. But eventually, it's gonna stop meaning that much. Just for Derek Carr's health, like you can only cry so many tears until your emotion turns to apathy. Like, Devontae Adams is real close to apathy because he was like, yo, he told we you. keep leaving, losing, what am I doing here? That was a game between the two most disappointing teams in the NFL, and the Colts had all of their nonsense with the coaching turnover and the Jeff Saturday story. To lose to them? It's like a joke, right? You yeah, were, it doesn't I get much lower than that. I don't, I, don't, I don't know how it is. I mean, maybe if they were winless, it could be worse, because but that's about the only way. I guess from the player's perspective, Shady, you touched on it. When you lose to a team like that, now you wonder, can we beat anybody? Yeah. And that's where those tears really stem from. It's like you lose all hope. If you lose to the Colts with a first-time coach, a quarterback coming off the bench who's been on the bench for the last three weeks, a running back who's been uh, nursing a lower extremity injury, if you lose to them, now in your mind, you're like, yo, we just can't win, period. And you know you still got eight weeks of ball left. And the worst part is, like, coming to this season, everybody, including, uh, including us and everybody else, thought that it would be a top team. Yeah. Not only in their division, but in the NFL. And now you look at it, it's like, yo, we like the laughing stock of the league. Yeah. And Devontae Adams is the guy that was like a dog. I mean, he still is a dog, but just going from winning in Green Bay to this. It's bad. It's like, what am I doing? Yeah, well, speaking at least of a team that has turned the trajectory of their season around, how about the Bucks? Now, they did have to okay, fight Tommy. all the way to Germany to get a dub, but get a dub they did. Beating the Seattle Seahawks early, early in the morning for us here stateside. But Tom Brady found a way to get it done. And now he's 4-0 in international games. Anyway, Tom Brady, strong day, strong performance. But the real question comes down to this. Are the Bucs officially back? 2-5, 2-Live, talk to me. International Tommy got them boys back. I think, yes, I think that we kind of count them out too fast, too early. Um, When I look at that team, the best thing was like the the defense looked like the old defense. Yep. The good thing about uh, Tom Brady is that he makes everybody accountable. I talked about this over and over again from him and, and Aaron Rodgers, the difference. He called guys out, but he called himself out. We had a situation where Devin, um, Devin White, Devin White said his effort wasn't great. The last two games, he's been lights out. He was everywhere. He was everywhere last game. That's the old Devin White. 
So I just love how not only just Tom Brady, but the team and the running game. Mm. I'm used to seeing the same type of running plays. I was like, man, they look so predictable. This game I watched, they're doing all types of stuff. Counters, they were doing tosses. I've never seen the Bucs do a toss. Not only have I seen it when I was there, we didn't run no tosses. We did simple things. Uh, deuce blocks. That's like two double or three yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, double teams to the linebackers. Something simple. Let the running backs read it out. Now they're doing. They're getting creative. They're bringing the, the, the wide receiver and the, the, the crack block, the, the motion out or motion in the crack block to do like tosses. So they're getting more creative in the passing game. And then Tom Brady, he looked really good. Other than that pick, they looked good, man. They were converting on third downs and they played a solid team with the, with the Seahawks. So I'm gonna say it now, man. My boys is back. <laughs> International Tommy. That's a new name. I like that name. I give him a lot of nicknames. Joy, they back. I think they're trending that way. I'm a little hesitant to see how things go over the next couple weeks, but I did think that that, that end of the way this season, the, the game ended the week before was something to build on. When you can come back and you see vintage Tommy, right, that's right, 40 that's right. seconds going and win the game, you know, like a, you know what? Like that looks familiar a little bit. I, I am that dude. I am him. <laughs> I might have forgot for a second, but I am like that. And everybody else feels that way too. That, and this is a nice win. This is this good Seahawks team. You have to travel really far. You don't want to get back on that plane with a, with a loss. So I think they're Certainly. building and trending in the right direction. But the biggest thing for me, and Shady, you just said it, is the running game. Because it was absent when they were losing. It was just non-existent, inexplicable, inexplicable, and it's back. And that is what's really important to me. That's what I think will help the engine of this offense go. Okay, but Joy, you can pull the receipts if you want to. They're not back because they didn't actually go anywhere. Okay. Right? Like, what did we say? What did we yeah, say about I mean, the Bucks? For the division, but we know that winning the division is not the goal of the Bucks. It's not the goal, but I guess my thing is I'm not sure if they're back because I expected them to be on top of their division anyway. This right. is one of the worst divisions in football. They they're a game up with a tiebreaker over Atlanta at five and five. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you think you think the Giants or the Cowboys would love to be in that situation? They're sitting there at seven and two. Cowboys are six and three at thir- in third place. They're just like, oh my god, the Bucks are leading their division at five and five. So. They never win anywhere. I'm just I, – I need to see a little bit more. I just need to see a little bit more. Until what? Until I believe that – until I put them back on that short list of, like, contender contenders. Yes. Like, is this a team that can beat the Philadelphia Eagles? Is this a team that can beat the Minnesota Vikings? Because they belong on that list right yeah. now. I need to see – but the, ru- the running game, if they can do that, get Leonard Fournette a little bit healthier and keep finding ways to give Rashad White the ball. Oh, he looked good, too. My yeah. God, he looked, he looked good. good. Yeah, yeah, that's the question. I, they've never left anywhere as far as the division, Shady. I'm not sure yet that they are back to being a contender I can put in the same conversation as the Eagles, as the okay. Dolphins, yeah, as the, yeah. the, the, the Chiefs, yeah. as the Bills when the Bills are playing well. Back on top of their division, they never left. But back as far as in the NFL conversation, playoffs and Super Bowl, we will see. Well, speaking of Super Bowl, Josh Allen, the Bills, they are the Super Bowl favorites, at least they were, until yesterday. Lost to the Vikings in what was the game of the year. Big deal or no deal, how bad Josh Allen played. That's next. Big deal, no deal. Welcome back, family. Now, look, we all remember Kirk Cousins wearing his chains last week on a flight, Vikings after their win. But now it's time for Patrick Peterson, my dog, known as P twice. It's time for him to get his chain game on. The closer, the closer gets the chain. Two five. How many you own? Kirk don't have the chains on this week. Oh, no, Kirk coming later on with the chains on. It's like a rap video. Well, the closer I love doesn't it. get the chains. <laughs> I, I gotta it. say though, their their flights look fun as hell. Ooh, I'm lit. never gonna be invited because of all the stuff I've said about them, but True. that does look. You got fun. two watches on. Yeah. No, I think one watch, one bracelet, bro. Oh, yeah. yeah you got nice you got the club. diamond set of rolls. Yeah. JD, how much do you miss the post win flights? We, I've never had this experience. <laughs> hey, they they wilding now. That's different. They wilding now. Oh, be part but of that. here's the thing: the, the post game <laughs> flight culture has changed drastically. Like, you used to win, and Cash would just shoot dice, eat extra dessert, extra ice cream, ha-ha, kiki, the dudes that busted on their fight would still be watching the iPad, trying to see how bad they're going to get cussed out. But, like, this is way different yeah, fight culture. Yeah. Like, the J-Tuck videos and this. Oh, the, yeah, the Tuck, yeah. Got to get that engagement, baby. Well, how long Got to get that like, engagement. How long this goes? Like, probably, like, they just do all the videos and everything, then that's it? I'm not. I think it's until it pivots. Like, social media. This is a new way. No, no, no. no. But I'm saying, like, like oh, actually, on this fight. Until they start taxiing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool, though. Yeah. Yo, I love it. Okay, well, what was not cool is Josh Allen's play yesterday. Yo, I was shocked to see Josh Allen continue throwing 
passes like this. Interceptions, y'all. Now, look, oh, we get on. it. He injured his elbow last week. We didn't know if he was going to play, but then he did. He re-injured his elbow in the third quarter. Then late in the fourth quarter, fumble the ball, give the Vikings another chance. Vikings score a touchdown. But Josh Allen, in heroic fashion, he goes down the field. He ties it up. Game goes into overtime. Vikings score first. They get three. So now, Josh Allen, it's up to you. Are you going to go down and score? He doesn't. Interception. Loses a game. Shady, I tried to warn you. Huh. I tried to warn you about Josh Allen. I tried to warn you about Josh Allen. Now I'm worried. It is a huge deal, the struggles that Josh Allen is going through. It's a huge deal. If something happens once, it's a coincidence. Something happens twice, it's a pattern. Something happens three times, it's a habit. And Josh Allen is now in the habit of throwing interceptions. No longer a coincidence like it was two weeks ago, like it was against the Packers, excuse me. It's no longer a a pattern. Now it is a full-blown habit. He leads the National Football League in interceptions. He is tied for the National Football League lead in red zone interceptions. It's a habit, big dog. Like, he is habitually throwing interceptions, and the only way to break a habit is to stop doing the negative behavior that you are, in fact, doing, but he hasn't figured out how to stop. So, to me, absolute huge deal, the struggles Josh Allen is having. That's your former nah, teammate. Nah, not a big deal. Listen, they're still a top team in the NFL, right? Do you agree with that? Let's stay with top five. Come on. Yeah, I have to. Okay, so uh, if we look back at this game, first of all, a game like that will never happen like that ever again. We've seen it happen before. Well, well, hold, for, oh, listen, hear me out for a second. So, first of all, the, the, the first pick is fourth and two. The coach decided to go for it. He calls a play in. What's he going to do? Throw the ball away? I would he rather. I mean, I'm saying, so it was like, it's, if you, uh, he's trying to make a play fourth and two. It doesn't happen. So, they throw a pick. Now, Patrick Peterson did return it farther than we thought he would, but that happens at a part of the game. But let's not forget that the first half, they went up and down the field, ran the ball, threw the ball. They really had this game under control. And then, and, then, and then momentum came, right? They got a turnover from um, Devin Singletary, turned mm-hmm. the ball over. Then things start, you know, start rolling on the other side. And it's called momentum. It happens in football games. But the problem is this. They stop them on the goal line, right? Mm-hmm. The game's over with. Everybody, every gambler, every Viking fan, they, all the memes started. It's over. And then they, then they had the turnover with Josh trying to sneak the ball out. So, listen, for, them, for, the, for, for the Bills to lose games like that, it won't happen like that ever again. A fourth and 18 catch way up there. Like, come on. So I just think that if they didn't went to over, well, I can't even say that because they could have kicked the field. It was just a lot. Of, it was a lot. It was a mess. It was a mess game, but I don't think it'll go like that ever again. It was a mess, but the reason I can't believe it won't go like that ever again, that was we've a lot. seen Josh Allen do this before. <laughs> that was a lot. Like, though. we've seen him do it before young in his career, and we saw just as an atrocious play as we did the goal line fumble last week when he threw the bonehead interception against the Jets. Like, we've seen yeah, Josh he, Allen. See, he, played, he played bad, I think, against the Jets. I, I didn't think he really played that bad this game. You thought he played bad the whole game? Not the whole game. Of course not. Of course not. But so, he didn't play bad against the Jets the whole game. Remember, first possession of the game, yeah, boom, but, Stephon but, Diggs, and then bonehead interception. I just thought he started forcing more things. I mean, like, I look at the, 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 like, then another thing, okay, so to take a, in, in football, to take a snap, right? Like, he's just gonna get that 10 out of 10 times in the other game. A snap? Mm-hmm. Come on. So I just feel like for them to lose like that, I mean, it sucks, but I don't think it would happen like that ever again. Okay, I mean, like that exact game, yeah, that was a crazy game. It's one of the craziest regular season games that we've ever seen. It we was were up, talking it about was up this. 17, before. too, now. Okay. There are some alarming similarities to last week against the Jets, though. Like, to Acho's point, like, they were in cruise control early. They go up 14-3 on the Jets. Yeah. Then it falls apart. You start making boneheaded mistakes. All of a sudden, you're trailing a game that you really thought you had control of. I'm not worried about the Bills. I st- I'm still saying they're one of the three best teams in football. That's right. But I do think it's a big deal. Because the Bills are built to go as Josh Allen goes. Like, this isn't a situation where you're like, okay, well, Josh doesn't have it this week. We can lean on the run game and we'll be okay. We'll get out of here leaning on our running backs and our complimentary players to do this. No, like, the Bills are as good as Josh Allen is. So he's thrown six picks in the last three games. You, they, this team cannot win unless he is the engine of everything. And he hasn't been the last three weeks. So I trust him to get it sorted out. But if he's struggling, they're going to struggle. Like, I just don't think they're built to overcome him playing bad games. Mm. Okay. I, I picked the Bills to win the Super Bowl, and I picked Josh Allen to win the MVP. So I always have to, to say a little bit before I say anything bad about the Bills so Bills Mafia doesn't freak out. But everything I'm about to say right now is facts. So just you can get upset about it if you want to, but these are the numbers. The last three games, in the second half and overtime, 49% completion percentage. No touchdowns, five interceptions, 
one lost fumble, 30.1 passer rating. He's an NFL high 10 interceptions, an NFL high 13 giveaways, and he's 18th in completion percentage this year, 64.5%. Those are concerning numbers. No one's saying that Josh Allen doesn't have a very <laughs> high talent ceiling. But to Acho and Dave's point, he also has a very low floor when it comes to mistakes. And when you're a great team going up against another great team, those mistakes matter. They're going to take advantage of them. We talked about it against the Jets. What happened? Mistakes. They took advantage of them. Good team. This, this weekend, yesterday, good team. Took advantage of it. So those mistakes are fine when you're playing against a bad team. It's cute. It's whatever. All right. You know, gunslinger. Huh? That doesn't work against good teams. And that's the question that they need to address. And what's concerning to me is Brian Dable is not there anymore. That's true. Yeah. Okay. He was the one that we gave credit for correcting Josh Allen's wild, erratic choices early in his career. Right. You were there. He wasn't this Josh Allen. Well, not this Josh Allen, but he wasn't Josh Allen when he right. came into the I league. Wasn't. He had to develop into that. And a lot of that is refining. I think that quarterbacks are generally an elevated version of what they are in college. You don't get somebody from college and all of a sudden they're a brand new guy. Kyler Murray played the same way he played in college. You hope that he plays at an elevated level in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes, same. Josh Allen, same. Tua, what was he? Accurate surgeon at Alabama. What is he in Miami? Accurate. Timing. Winner. So they just become an elevated version of themselves in the NFL if they're going to be good. They're not going to change who they are. So what made Josh Allen good in the NFL was that he was able to play within this parameter. When he gets wild, you can't overcome it. And it's too big. It's Josh Allen is just big. He's a big guy. He's a big runner. He's a big arm, big decisions, big plays. It's not precision. It's not a bunch of cuts. You know, it's not death by a thousand cuts. So that's what's concerning to me about it. And look at where they are right now. They've lost to two division teams. They're not even on top of their division right now. This is not a foregone conclusion that they're going to win the division or, or like this is this is a real schedule from now yeah, on. At this point, I don't think they win the division. Early on in the season when they have the lead over Miami, but I don't see Miami dropping a game with Tua out there like the way oh, Miami, yeah. Miami's no. undefeated with Tua. Yeah. Correct. The Bills are still 6-3 and three with Josh Allen. So, to me, at this point in time, I think the Dolphins will win the division. Looking at me skeptical. I mean, it's what I was saying, like, last week. Like, we do this all the time where you're like, any given Sunday, we can do like any team can lose, and then you're like, oh yeah, I don't see the Dolphins losing another game now that. Two oh, it's back. not that I don't see them losing another game now that it's equal again. Like the Dolphins had to lose three games because Tua got hurt. Dolphins still have to go to Buffalo. Am I right about that? Buffalo has to go face the Dolphins. Okay, That's how I look at it. In Buffalo, correct, correct. correct. Late and, in the and, year. And the difference is, okay, everyone keeps saying this about Miami going to Buffalo. I just want to remind everybody they've been playing cold weather teams for quite some time in the NFL. I get it. Right? Like, it's, it's not an advantage to go to a cold no, they, place. They hate, they but, hate. I'm, I'm, hey, I'm I don't like it. This weekend was freezing <laughs> and it was 40 degrees. I was losing it. But, like, they've won games in the cold before. It won't be outrageous. But the, the bigger point is Miami is a better team than Buffalo. No, that's that's the only reason why Miami has losses is because Tua wasn't out there. Those losses were well, well he, he was healthy. Ah, she was that's healthy. Not, I, I, know, I'm, I'm not, I don't necessarily disagree. I guess my point is, like, I'm not, handi- I'm not handing any division to anyone no, right I now. I wouldn't necessarily Balls hand it. Maybe the Eagles. But I'm sweating as a, if I'm a Bills fan and I picked the Bills to win the Super Bowl, sweating because now I'm like, oh, I thought the Bills were just going to walk 13-3 and three this season, 13-4, and 14-3. Walk to a number one seed. It'll be great. Now I'm sitting here like, uh-oh. They might have a six seed. Uh-oh. You might have five but, but, seed. But hold up. But they don't, you think Buffalo cares about that? They a good team. They don't, they don't worry about the seeding. Yeah, I don't think the seeding matters yeah, as much worry about as, that. as the problems that they have don't translate to the playoffs. Like, if, you're, if you have a turnover problem, if you have an accuracy problem, if you have a, a consistency problem, that is what's concerning when you're talking about the playoffs. We know what they're capable of talent-wise. Yeah. We know what Josh Allen is, is capable of on the high-end talent-wise. But – we, we haven't seen them get to the mountaintop. Yeah. If you'd seen them get I to the guess, mountaintop, then you could have less anxiety about it. I have anxiety about two things. If, I, if you get that one seed, you get the bye. The more games Josh Allen plays, the more likely he is to spaz out. Because that's oh, what Josh see. Allen does. Yeah, we, we – you I, I, listen. Tell, I, tell I, him, Shady. I do think tell that him. Josh can get crazy at times. But Very we, crazy. But we got to put some more respect on his name. Like, I, I don't like where this conversation is going. It we went, did. It, it, it went from, like, all right – you know, he played bad. You know, he's the Jets. He yep. played bad then. But now it's like, like he's just, he's like, the, like he's the issue. I, can, I ain't gonna do that. Listen, listen. Their defense this, this, was this, unbelievable yesterday. This is what I will say about Josh Allen, right? I can only think of two players, two quarterbacks I take in front of him on my team, and I, I won't name them, but that's only two guys. 
Josh Allen's still the real deal. Of course. I, I think yeah. I think I think once once he But the the behavior's too erratic. On. Okay, but listen, they'll go to the drawing board. It's, it's listen, it's a whole season. Every game ain't gonna be Josh going for five five hundred yards it's and five not. touchdowns. It's three games okay. in a row. Okay, whatever whatever it is. That's why you have these games before the playoffs. You get, you get all the all the bad stuff out. It takes time. We're a team. It, we, it's a team thing, and you know this. We're going to work everything out, get it together. You know what I'm saying? Things would, that we're not doing well. When would you be worried? Work. When? Because I've seen it three times in a row now. When are you, uh, are you just not going to worry until they're out the playoffs? No, they won't be out the playoffs, for one. For, for, they're one loss away from they won't, eight, nine They teams. won't be out the playoffs, for one. And for two is, uh, I'll let you know when I'll be worried about it. <laughs> but, but we got to – I just – I don't – you know, because I, I do love Josh on a on – because my boy, but yeah. – Let's put some respect on his name, please. Because y'all getting no, a little No, nobody's car- saying he's busted. I mean, but y'all but just saying, like, oh, like, 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 he's the reason why they might not win. And it's like, okay, he But he is, some- though. Bro, but every player has that. Every player makes bad, bad reads, bad plays, throw picks. But not as consistently as Josh Allen. Man, listen, listen. He leads the league in picks. All I'm saying is the, the same way when they win games, give him that same oh, praise. We do. Okay, well, I like it. I'm just saying this. He had some bad games. People could be in slumps. That happens in sports. True. Okay. If I pick People could be in a slump. It happens. I pick Baseball, football, Hit basketball. Hit Hit they get slumps in hockey? I don't know. But they probably do. Okay. So this, well, let's, let's get that straight. Ask, I pick them to win the MVP. So yes, I, we'll, we'll, keep that, put, we'll keep that energy. No, I can't because no, he, no, yeah, no. he played bad. He's like, he no, played no, good. No. It's like, I, like we got to be in the middle here. If he played good, it's like you love him. If he played bad, it's like we can't do that. We, no, we got to be but solid. You can also be honest about his swings and the highs and lows that he is capable of as a player. He is capable of amazing right things. Sure, sure, but that is you're not allowed to be concerned about it. Nah, it's like if I told you that Michael Jordan was in the slumps. You're not going to be concerned about him. He's shooting bad from the Michael field. Has six but, 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 you know what I'm saying? Josh Come on has, now. Come on. Y'all to say, y'all just, listen, real quick. You're the same guy oh He's that playing, told me that Aaron Rodgers is playing, playing trash, still has life. But, yeah. but Josh Allen has yeah, life. He has a couple good, ga- a couple bad games. Now yeah. it's like th- throw him away. No. Of throw him away. Yeah, like, nobody, what? Nobody's so much, Come on, man. Look, look. I'm not going to listen. I played, had some time in Buffalo. I ain't going to take it. <laughs> Dayball's not there, but that don't mean Josh Allen's saying he's still a dog. He is. Ken Dorsey's done a great job with Josh Allen. He's going to be solid. He's going to be good. He a dog, but he meows every now and then. This is crazy. <laughs> he meows every now and then. Okay. Okay. This is that great feels, TV. That feels keep that like same energy, cats. though. This, y'all two keep that same energy. Because when, when Josh is taking him to the championship and all that, I don't want you to be like, oh, Josh. Bro, I got I money in my way. way. Y'all can't have it both ways. My pocket got the energy. But, 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 but that's one thing. You can't my have it. wallet. You can't, I don't know about the wallet, but you can't have it, this, you can't have it both ways. J.D., I'm not saying Josh Allen is a bust. I'm saying he's struggling right now. Correct. He's okay. busted. Okay. He's busted. I'm not saying he's, he's busted. I'm saying right now. He's definitely busted. He's no, right no. now he's struggling, and it's he's something not, to be concerned about. It is busted? something to be no. concerned about. That's Bust, what I'm saying. Busted means busted means you can't get out of it. Yeah. No, yeah. you can fix something. No, busted. so uh, nah. all right, let me let me ask this question. Busted, know, busted look, has an implication I know about it. All that, but real quick, yes, sir. Let me ask you this. I gotta go. Do, do y'all think that Josh is gonna turn around? Let me ask you that. Yes. 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 Oh, okay. All right. Okay. So now okay. you can relax. Yeah, because I didn't like how it was sounding uh, like. Yes. Yeah, like whoa. Okay, coming up, Josh Saturday. God, this is wild. Somehow he pulled up the W. The Colts and Jeff Saturday in his first game as a coach. College. Get him, Jeff. NFL. He won. We got to talk about it. Sounding off. Next. Y'all better kill him this next segment. Better put some respect on that name. Well, maybe the sneaky biggest game yesterday, the Colts and the Raiders. Jeff Saturday drew a lot of controversy when he was hired seemingly out of nowhere by owner Jim Irsay. Well, interim head coach Saturday got the W against the Vegas Raiders, and now he is 1-0. and Matt Ryan was the backup prior to last week, but he's a starter. Jonathan Taylor, 66-yard scamper. He back, and the Colts are back back in the (laughs) win column. Joy, I know you have a lot of thoughts on this one. Get him, Joy. Please go ahead. (laughs) I'm not sure there's a storybook ending any better. That's real? That is a real quote. That's what he said. That's a real quote. That's what he said. Who said that? Saturday said it on a Sunday. That's what he He said. He said that. Okay. All right. Yeah. Look, congrats to Jeff Saturday on a win. Congrats to the Colts organization on a win. It's hard to win games in this league. We say it every single week. So congrats. Uh, I didn't know we were going to do this week to week with the Jeff Saturday hire. I was going to play the long game and evaluate how this tenure went. But we can go to week to week if you want. I'm happy to play that game. We can do that as well. I'm equipped for anything. I told y'all I play the long game. I'm a serial killer. But if you want me to get spicy immediately, we can do that as well. Everybody's listening to all these receipts. This receipt culture has gotten out of control. You beat the Raiders, who are so bad that Derek Carr is crying in the press conference after the game. 
I'm not going to diminish winning a game in the NFL. That's fine. But if you don't understand why people were outraged, just say that and be quiet. Because whether Jeff Saturday is successful or not does not diminish the fact that the way he got this job was ridiculous and embarrassing and disrespectful to everyone else in the organization. Everyone doesn't feel great about this hire in the organization. What it says to everyone around the NFL, by the way, not just in-house, is that your hard work doesn't matter. What you put in doesn't matter. You could show up every day. You could get here early. You could leave late. You could put in years, blood, sweat, and tears. And if I have a better relationship with this guy, he's going to get the job over you. Remember that. And believe me, that message is received when you do things like this. So it's not about if Jeff Saturday wins a game over the Raiders or not. It's about the message that you send about hard work and how it pays off in your organization. And good people that have options don't go to organizations like that because they want to know they have upward mobility. They want to know that their hard work is going to be rewarded and respected. And what the Colts did said, hard work doesn't matter, honey. Relationships do. Sorry about it. And everyone's doubling down on it now. And remember, since we're doing receipts, I'm going to keep those too. Because if you don't have to have requirements, if you don't have to have a resume to get a job, Keep that same energy the next time a black coach is up for a job. Mm. I don't want to hear a word about what experience he has. Mm. What, does he call in plays? Jeff Saturday sure wasn't calling no plays. Right. He made that very clear. I am delegating all responsibility except for cheers and motivational speeches to everyone on this staff. So keep that same energy about calling plays. And here's my favorite part about this while I'm ranting. Keeping receipts. The next time a woman's up for a job, I don't want to hear about the experience that Ooh. she needs to have it. Okay. Because I already know she's excellent if she's getting the interview in the first place. So all you are loud and tweeting and celebrating this whole thing and celebrating the fact that you don't need certain kind of accomplishments or resume to get a job, keep that same energy, please. So, no, I don't feel any different because they beat the Raiders. That was strong. Right that there. was. You wanna, uh, yeah, you want to follow that up? <laughs> Give me two. I, that, was, that was strong. That was nice. I, I was just going to say, uh, uh, <laughs> my, uh, I mean, all that she said <laughs> – I, I still feel the same way. I don't, I, I don't like the hire. Hire went down. I'm, I'm gonna give him a little love just because he's ex-player. Um, and real quick, that's, you know what's crazy about that is like, imagine being the coach. That you, on TV, you just go right to the team. Even the Eagles, I love the Eagles, but I don't know everybody on the team. I know it's like, hey, uh, 65. Hey, great block, man. Hell of a block. Think about that though. Right. So, but I'm happy for him. They got to win, and that, that's cool to see an ex, you know, player become a head coach, and they got to win. So yeah, control C, control V, enter uh, everything she said. Um, yeah, that was strong. Yeah, it was very strong. It's very simple for me as well. It's like I'm happy Jeff Saturday won. Jeff Saturday, congratulations on the dub. But let's not misconstrue the frustration between Jeff Saturday's performance and the frustration between Jim Irsay and hiring Jeff Saturday. Again, if you do not understand why there is frustration, you might largely be part of the frustration, or you might be a beneficiary of what Jeff Saturday benefited from himself so take a good long hard look in the mirror if you don't understand why there is frustration two things can be true people can want to see Jeff Saturday succeed and people can be frustrated by the hiring process of Jeff Saturday Dave Hellman you got about 20 seconds to take us home I mean y'all did such a wonderful job I feel like I feel a little bit bad for Jeff himself he seems like a, a good dude he took an opportunity that was given to him it sucks for him that it has turned into a flashpoint but to your point if you can't understand why this is frustrating, like it's so much bigger than whether he can win a game against a bad team. Yeah. And the fact that it's become more like people are digging in on both sides, it's a bummer for him, but that's the situation the Colts created when they decided to hire him. Colts, congrats. You got yourself a dub. Celebrate now. You got the Eagles next week. Yeah, Coming yeah. up, I got a final thought. We ain't playing that. <laughs> or speak after this. Don't go anywhere. Eagles ain't playing around that Saturday. We, we, we ain't the Raiders. <laughs> we are not the Raiders. Time for my final thought. My heart breaks today after hearing about three student-athletes at UVA who were shot, killed. Devin Chandler, he was a wide receiver. Lavelle Davis Jr., also a junior wide receiver. And Deshaun Perry, a junior linebacker and defensive end. See, I was a former student-athlete, so this hits close to home. There will be time to discuss resolutions. There will be time for us to argue about a solution to gun violence. But the time right now is to honor the lives of these three young men. I think about Lavelle Davis Jr. He was just recently added to the Comeback Player of the Year watch list, overcoming an ACL injury. These three student-athletes had bright futures ahead of them, and they're gone way too soon.